Now back to On the Block with Stricken Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Continuing right along here, Hour 2 on the block, Austin Norman and Eric Strickland with you as we are every weekday from 2 to 4 here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, Strick, I thought of one more rule change during the break that I want to run past you. Goaltending. Would it help defenses, would it improve the NBA game if it went to the international goaltending rule where you can grab the ball off the rim? Love it. I don't see a problem with it. Uh, Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, one 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 thing that I think would be pretty dope. I don't know, maybe not. Um, maybe in the playoffs, or maybe you do this during the All Star break, or maybe you do this during the uh, make this for the group that is outside of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You make an you 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 create an Elam ending. Sure, you know what I mean. The, the ones, the play-in, yeah, the play-in, the play-in guy, the teams. Mm-hmm. You, you know, have some Elam endings, and I think mm-hmm. it'd make it pretty interesting. I'm on board with that. You know, it would shorten the game, mm-hmm. make you actually hit a bucket to win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just something to throw out there. Absolutely. Okay, so I was reading the Athletic today, or I think it was today. And I saw this article, just a survey of players at All-Star Weekend. Just kind of a grab bag of questions. So as this relates to your playing days, Strick, answer these, you know, back when when you were playing. Who was the best trash talker in the NBA that you played with and against? Uh, I would say against would be uh, Gary Payton. Not shocking. 1B, Reggie Miller. Um, with Reggie Miller. <laughs> sure. Um, I, I also would say Antoine Walker. Mm. Well, you know, that I played with. Antoine Walker was really, <laughs> was really one of those type of guys. Paul, Paul was subtle, but he did it to certain people depending on, you know, who how, his how he wanted to get, yeah. Who, who were those targets? LeBron was okay. one. Um, Kobe was one. Um... Yeah, I think I think those were two of his main ones. Mm. Maybe a little bit of Ray Allen, but de- <laughs> definitely definitely Kobe and LeBron when LeBron first came in. Yes, sir. What makes it good? Oh, track Al track? Harrington. Al Harrington too. Okay. Yeah, I, there there was there was a there was a game when I was playing with the Indiana Pacers, and <laughs> you can find this on YouTube if you guys want want to take time. But um, Paul, we. I had played with Boston, so I was now with Indiana. It's a playoff game. It's late. Um, to win, like, it's it's tight. Paul Pierce has the ball in isolation, late clock. I go over to, to take him because, you know, playing him against Kansas, playing with him, you know, I kind of know some of the things that Paul likes to do and likes to get to, you know. So I'm, I'm like, okay, let me let me get him. You know, to try to at least make this thing tough for him. And Al Harrington literally shoves me out of the way. He's like, no, get out. I got him. 
and then he sits down, slaps the floor, you know, stretches his hands out, and he starts talking to Paul. And Paul's like, nah, yeah, I'm about to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you right here. I'm going to hit you in your eye. Then they're talking, and the refs are trying to get him to shut up. <laughs> and Paul literally eyeball sandwiches him. Oh, no. Ow. Yeah. Oh. Uh. I was like, yeah, better him than me. It wouldn't have happened point. if it was you on him. I, you know, happened. he might, man. That's what I'm saying. Good offense sometimes beat you. And Paul, Paul was efficient. I would say to me, Paul, Paul Pierce is one of the most efficient scorers um, that I've ever played with or against. He didn't look like he could get to where he – but he could get to where he wanted to get to, and he didn't matter if you were there. Uh, guys like Ray Allen, um, you had to be there on catch because he, he – he, if he catches it, you're late. Too late, yeah. Reggie's the same. Those type of guys, you you let them catch, you're late. So you got to be there on catch with certain guys like that. Um, and then I just hated chasing guys like Rip Hamilton. <laughs> they just freaking ran forever, bro. It's like <laughs> I, I knew I had to get sleep that night. You know, guys like that, just those Energizer Bunny type cats. Sheesh. Yeah. Bill and Ben on the text line, how did you keep from punching Reggie Miller in the face? Um... I would just be just as sneaky and dirty as he was. Mm. So, like, you know, I had defensive tricks of the game. I knew how if I had my hand on them to just pull them just enough to keep them from running, but not to look like a holding. Mm -hmm. I knew how to do different things with, you know, kind of sliding down their body to keep them from elevating before they shoot. You know, just little mm -hmm. little subtleties. Um you know, little elbow taps that I could, you know, do knowing where the defense or knowing where the uh, the official was that he's not going to be able to see this one. You know, and I could hit him and kind of go up and it would be good enough. Yeah, I, I just had little tricks and I would do holding tricks with Reggie and it would it would make him quite mad. He'd try to push me off and do different things like that because he was good. What makes a good trash talker? Because I think they're they're different types, right? Like Kevin Garnett's going to be loud in your face about it. The guy that got voted first in this survey from The Athletic was Patrick Beverly, who will talk, but he strikes me more as an instigator, kind of yeah. a nitpicker. It's yeah. not just a personality He's like a thing. gnat. He's like the gnat that when you're walking and they're freaking just flying all around your face. That's, <laughs> that's Patrick Beverly. Um, you know, Gary Payton was a freaking big time, like – I remember my rookie year playing Gary Payton, and, and I was working him over my rookie year. Actually, I, I think I scored like 28. Woo. And That glove don't fit. And, um, and, and I was playing great D on him, too. And one time I smacked the ball. You know, like I, knew, I know Gary's move. Gary likes to go middle and then spin back right. He's very similar to Latrell Sprewell, right? They like to go hard middle, and they, they strong step back and real strong with their left. And I knew it. He did it. I swiped, hit the ball. He loses it and then kind of recovers it and makes a bull crap shot, right? And, then, and so I just worked him over down on the other end, gave him some a bucket, and, and uh, I said, good shot, good shot. He said, yeah, I know it was a good shot, and he cursed. You know, I know it was a good shot, MFR, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so and I, said, I said, yeah, that's why I'm giving, you, I'm, I'm giving you 30 tonight, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he says, shut up, rookie. He says, my wife makes more than you. I, 
there was no lie. <laughs> I was on a rookie contract. You can't come back from that. <laughs> what could I say? <laughs> You're absolutely right, Gary. Your wife probably was making more than me at that time. Thank so, you, yeah. Mr. Glove. Here's two more. Yeah, yeah. that's all I could do. That's awesome. Uh, should the NBA go back to a five-game series in the first round? Why not? I think it makes it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more impactful. But guess what? They're not going to because it's money. Right. Two extra games in the playoffs is money. Mm-hmm. So those 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 teams are going to want that extra game that they're going to be able to get potential. Most of them go five anyways at this point. You don't yeah. see a lot of sweeps. But even this, the potential yeah. for seven, I don't think the NBA wants to try it off. Okay, here's an interesting one. How many games should a player have to play to be named MVP? I would say out of an 82-game season, you would have to get over 60. So 75% of the games, give or yeah. take? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the breakdown of the current players that were surveyed, uh, four of them came up with the number 62, right where you were at. Yeah. Three of them said no minimum, no requirement. <laughs> okay, two games? <laughs> yeah, right, I guess. Uh, Ten games? Two players said 42. That's whack. That's one over half. That's basically you wanting to sit out the majority of the time and just put in work half of the time. Right. Yeah. One player said 82 games. Ah, that's, that's way, yeah. I don't think that's. Because this injury, in that's area. unrealistic. Injuries happen. You know, I mean, just little slight things, little little ankles, little, there's little things that happen. I never, I never had a major injury. I was blessed. I never made, had a major injury in my career. But I had a dislocated thumb, took me out about six games or seven. Um, you know, high ankle sprain, took me out a couple of weeks. You know, you just, just, you know, going up and landing on somebody's foot. You know, there's, there's so many things that happen in a game, man. Um but it's the dirty plays that 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 kind of irk me about the league now. Like real dirty. Like they're hard fouls. There's a difference between a hard foul and a dirty foul. Like the mm-hmm. foul that Brooks did against uh, Gary Payton the second. That's that's trash. You know stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you know they're they're guys like or or the ones where um, you know Kawhi Leonard. You know Zaza Pachulia. I think walks up under him. And they change rules for that. But those mm-hmm. are those are garbage plays. One other player said 75 games, and the only way that I see 75 and 82 working is if the MVP doesn't count just for the season. For the regular season, right? If you add it into the playoffs. Because then you have those extra games to play. And here's the thing. The MVP is coming from a playoff team pretty much all the time. Like, essentially, 100% of the time. So you would think that wouldn't be as high a bar to clear. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, And then here's this one. So besides yourself... Is there a player in the league uh, you would have liked to have seen win a ring for their legacy? <clears throat> yeah, I definitely would have liked to see Charles. Mm. I think Charles was deserving. Charles was really, really good, really dominant in his Phoenix years, a mm-hmm. little bit in his Houston time. Uh, definitely him. Uh, I would say Stockton and Malone. Just, just you know, what they were uh, to the game. You know, the way that they played. They played the game the right way. They were very fundamentally sound. I love that. Yeah, so those those are a couple. AI? Yeah. Yeah. He 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 changed it. Yeah, I like the I like the things that AI I, I, I just think that they just didn't put enough around AI. You know, he really just didn't have the type of teams that most people now maybe people just didn't want to play with them or maybe they just felt you know that was what they needed you know him and the rest but Mm -hmm. he didn't really have much help 
when you really just look at it. Right. The three answers that uh, today's athletes gave were, I think, the three no-brainers from this era. Chris Paul. Yeah. Okay. I can strikes see that. me as kind of Dan Marino-esque. Yeah. Dame. Yeah, I can see that. Kind of AI-esque mm-hmm. to some degree. I love his loyalty, and that's why I would say for him, the fact that he could have left Portland a long time ago, but the fact that he stayed. And that 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 that, that shows a lot about somebody's character. And that goes back to him at Weber State. You know, just he was overlooked. He They believed in him. He stayed. Mm-hmm. He went and did it. And so that, that was just ingrained in him. So I agree. And then the other one is Russell Westbrook. No, I don't care about that. I just don't I, I, I don't I don't think Russ to me and I'm going back to OKC. I don't I, I just I think they could have won it. I just think he mm-hmm. he some in some ways eliminated them from from a championship. He they could have won it. If he would have just mm-hmm. humbled himself and said, K D, you are that guy. I'm the guy too, but you are that guy. You're one A. If he would have just went one A K D and then one C James Harden, and yeah, they should have won. The one guy I would have said a couple years ago is Brad Beal, kind of on the Damian Lillard path in Washington. I think he's a good guy, but I just don't think he's been as good as Dame in Washington. Yeah, no chance. No. No. That's the only other guy I might have added a couple years ago. But Mm -hmm. right now it's it's Dame and Chris Paul. Yeah, I think I I could see that. You know, they've been special. For sure. Good stuff. We'll wrap up on the block with uh, the crossover. I don't know who from old school is in for sure. That means you get to stay tuned and figure out who that is when we come back to wrap up on the block after this.